Good evening, everybody. It's nine o'clock. It's Thursday night. What else you got to do? It's here. You're here with what's on Joe Mind. Uh, it is the team stream. No guests tonight, unless you count Joe Colton's pal. Uh, Joe Colton, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce your special friend? So Santa decided to join us. He's on vacation uh, for about a month, and then he's got some work to do with the jolly old elves. Excellent. Um, show it. Show everybody Santa's butt. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I'm too sexy. I'm too sexy. <laughs> this is violating. He's excited. <laughs> To, to fill everybody else in, this is the first thing Joe comes on tonight, and and the first thing she shows shows is the Santa that uh, she she it's got flip flops, and the, but the first thing she says is his butt's padded, <laughs> which okay, great, great, sure, ah, because I know Mark, that was the first thing that that you wanted to to know. Well, you don't you don't want one of those low rent Santa Santas without padded butt. I mean, no, I don't like skinny no. Santas. And and by the way, only the best for Joe from her new groom, right? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. So, so he, he's kudos terrified. To he's terrified that all the Santas that I have are gonna wake up one day and just kill him. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if the Red I'm Ninjas kidding. haven't gotten him yet, then he's fine from Santa. Is uh, Santa, Santa kind of is a Red Ninja, isn't he? Yes. Yes. He's Fair the enough. original. Some people do that elf on a shelf thing. Mm -hmm. But Joe does Santa's all over the friggin' house thing. I have to count them this year. It's gotten ridiculous. No. <laughs> you know what? I count on you to count them. I don't count on the state of Nevada to count them. <laughs> they'd be like, one, two, wait, where was it? I mean, they'll get it right, but they'll take a couple of weeks. I think I'll count all my Santas before Nevada gets gives a good count. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that that does bring us to to what we've got going on this week. Obviously, uh, the three of us are in the U.S. It's been a bit of a of a stressful week. Uh, not a lot of GI Joe news, so we just figured it was a good week for for the three of us to get together uh, to yeah. ask. Uh, our, our listeners to send questions to us for a, a an all-star post-sock episode. And then uh, once we get done with that stuff, we got any time left, we'll take some, some live questions from the folks in the live stream. So just a, a good, a good chance to step away from CNN for a few minutes and uh, chill out with us for about an hour and a half and, and talk GI Joe. It's a good break from watching Nevada do nothing. I, they went I home, man. They're they're us. they're enjoying some pad thai. They're good. They're they're all right. Don't worry about it. I'm convinced it's a little old lady, or or a or a sloth, and they're racing to see who's slower. Right? <laughs> Who knew that in Nevada the DMV counts the votes? I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, bizarre. Yep. They're real hot, Mike. No kidding. Well, it's not mine. Is it a dog whistle? I don't know. You can kick me out and I'll come back. Nah, you're right. That's uh, fun to do. 
Wasn't you. See? Yeah, mm. go figure. It, uh, yep. Joe Colton. It's Joe Colton. What yeah. am I doing? As is expected, it it's Joe Colton. I think Santa's butt is interfering, causing some, yeah. some uh, feedback. It yeah. it could be too sexy, Mark. You could be I, right on. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm afraid, you know what? It's the too many Santas in your friggin' house alarm. <laughs> I think it's the cord. I don't. It, it, it could have been. It could have been. But I'm whatever it is, you're fine now. Not saying he has to go, but one of them has to go. That's it. If he's we just a strong we, silent type, though, do you really want another ninja strong? Look, silent? I, I'm not kicking Santa off because I I I need some stuff this Christmas. I need something to go right. <laughs> I do like that November first is Christmas season in the Colton house, right? Like, I mean, really, October first was Christmas season in the. What is, no, no. What is thankful for on Thanksgiving that it's Christmas season? Yes. So, as a Canadian, uh, Thanksgiving is in October, so we celebrate the harvest, not the killing of Indians. So. <laughs> wow. wow! Here in America, we celebrate the Stanley Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> them fight words. <laughs> the '93. Oh my now. god! Yeah. Oh my god! A long time ago. Wow. It's been it's been a bit, yeah. Wow. A minute. It's been a minute. But uh, anyways, I, I I as always, I'm Mike Uristeri. With me, of course, former. Head of marketing for the GI Joe brand, Mark Weber, yeah, the Hanjo. and uh, and uh, cosplayer extraordinaire Joe Golden. Welcome to What's on Joe Mind. Mm -hmm. So, what we've got tonight is, of course, the postdoc, where we collect our various emails from the folks who uh, peruse our fine quote unquote show, and uh, and just we, we answer questions. We answer questions. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. And uh, in proud postdoc tradition, there's there's a PowerPoint. Look at that. There we go. First first letter. Just wanted to thank you guys for doing the podcast. Helps me get through my work. You guys make me laugh during these tough times. Question: Any chance of IDW new comic book characters as toys? And that is from Daniel Rodriguez via email. Now, mind you, Daniel, we have no inside knowledge on stuff like this, what? but. But um, little, if we're if we're well, maybe little. maybe a little bit. Maybe. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know anybody there. Nope, not a not a soul. No, well, nobody who will admit to it. Well, not as many as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> but Mark, we'll, we'll, we'll let you field this one first, Mark. Um, if you were if you were if you were a betting man, where yeah. would you put it on uh, on IDW characters being I would represented say, in toy form? I would say unlikely. Um, simply, well, the one I, the one I'd give you is, uh, Don Moreno is the female snake eyes. I could see them doing that and even doing that near the movie, maybe after the movie release, but not early or during, cause they don't want to confuse the issue as they're trying to get him over to a mainstream audience in a big way. Um, but outside of Dawn, I just, I don't see it. I think they're. With a classified series, look at all the characters they have to pick from. It'll take a long time before they run out of even A-list characters. 
-hmm. So, and it, we haven't seen anything to make us believe the three and three quarter line is going to get any depth at all. So, I mean, it's, it's one of the benefits of Joe and Transformers too, that they have such a deep history and a long lineup and a long bench. So there's always another great character waiting to be made or a second version of an A plus guy or gal waiting to be made. So I think it's really hard to crack. And I think they that was something that I trumpeted a bit um, was that they had kind of lost their way on that. That part of what made G.I. Joe and Transformers so brilliant in their heyday was that there were so many new characters every year. Nobody ever complained. I'm tired of all these new guys, right? So I'd like to see it, but I don't know that there's been a transcendent breakout IDW character maybe outside of Dawn in the last four or five years. Joe Colton. I think it's unlikely, but I don't know. Like, like Mark said, there's so many other characters that come ahead of, that can come ahead. I don't know. Unlikely. I know, I know our buddy Paul Aller is, is teasing a brand new character in his book, which is great. The book. Well, there's already, there's already Tiger. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I tend to agree with you, too. I think Dawn is the only one that there's a chance of. And we're, we're going to be waiting a little bit before we get to Dawn Moreno. Yeah. Like, she, she's, a, she's a big enough... Like, her moment in the spotlight was big enough that her being in the classified line eventually, I totally get it. Totally see it. But yeah. it's going to be, going to be a little while. Yeah. Totally there, she's not, she hasn't established as a fan favorite yet. Like they'll go through fan favorites before they get to her, I think. And I think, I think she's come a long way because originally, <laughs> you know, everybody was, a lot of people in the community were, were resistant to any snake eyes that isn't OG snake eyes. Right. Yeah. Didn't particularly like the Sean Collins thing. Dawn was a bit of a, a bitter pill, I think, at the beginning. But the more she's hung around and been a little bit more her own person, the less she seems like, you know, the female clone of Snake Eyes. So mm -hmm. that's that's good for her and a credit to, to Larry's writing. But, uh, yeah, I think I don't see anybody but Dawn, and I bet there's no urgency to getting a Dawn figure out. Yeah, um, And in truth, too, Really, how many IDW characters have there been? Yeah. I mean, not not too many. Mm -hmm. There hasn't been a lot of newness, no. You know, thro Throwdown, it, you, you, we can argue that you already have Throwdown figures. Yeah. So, you know, what else you got besides that? I got uh, I got a guy made, uh, Talon. He was new. He didn't get a lot of screen time, but... Yeah, and and Barking Fridge correctly points out Craig, but you know you could just say Cobra Commander, and then well, there you go. That was a cool look, though. I like yeah. Cobra yeah. Commander. I thought he got uh, kind of a short look. Yeah, I was. It was um, almost the 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 worst the the worst and the best part of of IDW's original you know Joe run. There was that the Cobras were all so much more interesting than the Joes. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, just just the, the yeah the Cobra stuff was set up so much better than, than the Joe stuff. The Joes were pretty generic. Anyways, next or, letter or Joe Eric 
support Joe Narek. I'll be here all night. It's uh, we can we'll 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 christen the green shirts Joe Narek's. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> We're only gonna encourage. I, you realize every opportunity I'm actually gonna do that. I just wonder how many opportunities that's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Great show. Question slash topic. Why do you think Hasbro went with two separate Joe lines, the six inch and the retro line? I would think they would have to pick one or the other. Thanks for your time and show. Have a good day and be safe. That is from Mario Cantu via Facebook. Thank you for your letter, Mario. Um, really, I, this one's pretty easy in that Hasbro went with two G.I. Joe lines because they had buyers that wanted different G.I. Joe lines. Mm -hmm. Make, I mean, they're, mm -hmm. they're filling a need. Uh, they, they decided they were going to do a six-inch classified line, and then I'm sure they went to and, and, and you know went to Walmart and shopped an exclusive to them, and Walmart was like, well, eh, maybe, maybe we want to do classic size Joe instead because all these other classic lines have sold well for us. Mm -hmm. And it's something along those lines. Again, no inside knowledge on my part, but but the easy answer is there's two GI Joe lines because buyers wanted two different GI Joe products. Mark, why yeah. don't you, you? This is right in your wheelhouse, right. so why don't you take this one? Well, and I think you're complete. You're you're dead on here, and especially that Walmart has seen a lot of value, or at least they believe in that retro play, that nostalgia play. You've seen it with Masters of the Universe. You've seen it with their Transformers line, so it would it kind of fits their buying pattern that if given the choice, they would want the retro figures. Now, I, what I think their buyer didn't realize is that retro wasn't terribly retro. <laughs> retro and, was 20, 2015. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it also meant basically reused figures. So it's re even though they're good things, and it's it. I mean, I don't want to completely throw it under the bus because it's cool to see that figure hanging on the shelf, right? To see, especially the artwork. Mm -hmm. I I marked out when I saw it, big time cool. But for actual collector appeal, it's a little more limited than what Target got, right? Not that Target ever had any on the pegs except for Roadblock. Um, but yeah, I, I think they wanted the nostalgia play. That's what they went for. And you know, I haven't. I've only seen the the retro line on Walmart, Walmart shelves one time. So you know, it's. I think it is selling well. The vehicles are a tremendous value. If you consider they're selling a single figure for twelve ninety nine, or a his tank or Ostriker with a figure for twenty four ninety nine. Mm -hmm. Right? Who's not buying a $12 new His Tank or a $12 new Awe Striker? I know we have them, but it's kind of like, you know, if you could have 100 Santa Clauses, why wouldn't you? Right? <laughs> well, do they all have padded asses? That's really the question. Too big to fit in the His Tank turret. <laughs> Damn it. Right? Need a bit. Clearly, Joe. Build one around him. See that that's that's what Joe Colton's going to do there. She's she she's she didn't take that for an answer. You know he's not driving that his tank though. Santa gonna hop up there and grab that canopy and be like, "Damn, 
I'm making these smaller. <laughs> I can make a remote control one and build it around him and then like scare the shit out of Wes. And there we go. At the, the 16 13 mark. Joe Colton gets our first curse of the live stream. Yeah. So for everybody betting at home, Joe Colton at 16 13 will. We will leave uh, former host Carson Metaxas out in the comments to to figure out the odds and who's a winner. Yeah. So uh, Carson, be sure to let us know who's co who's collecting. Um, I'm trying but, so hard. <laughs> you, you, no, you don't. Come on now, no. admit you, you I, don't. I, I think you have like a curse limit for the week, and it's a big limit. <laughs> but I think you use most of them on Tuesday. You only got to. You only got a couple left. I know. <laughs> Just say, I'm begging you, save one just in case you really need it, right? You got to have that one left. All right. I promise. Deal. All right. But uh, Joe Colton, any, anything to, uh, to throw in? Any thoughts on two different G.I. Joe lines? I think the retro... Retro line was a hook if the uh, if the the newer line didn't work, but the I didn't I don't think some of the figures from the newer line they expected to go as fast as they did. Um, but from why not have both? Yeah, I think some of the the figures they didn't think people were gonna do what they did. Right. So. Yeah, they, well, I, I I will agree that I think classified's a bigger hit than I expected, but I, I also yeah. think that some of the distribution issues are are just there's about a four month window where factories in China were not making toys; they were not operating. So there's a, a pretty big hole to spackle over with product. It's true that, and I think we, we've mentioned it before, but I think Hasbro deserves more credit than they've gotten for how well they've spackled together the Joe line this year with the pandemic and with the, you know, the abdication of the movie, right? Mm -hmm. Like as well as this line is selling, they were hoping that a new generation of kids were watching the Snake Eyes movie and then wanting that figure up on the shelves. Well, they didn't get the movie, but the figures have still sold really, really well. Now, I don't know if they were able to curtail production, maybe, but, you know, I, I don't think there's been nothing outside of maybe Target's exclusive Cobra Island roadblock. There really hasn't been anything that's sad this whole year for Joe. And that's great for the brand. But nothing, yeah, I, I, nothing pushing it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would say, too, that that Cobra Island roadblock isn't sitting in too many places. Yeah, yeah. that's probably unfair, too. He's sitting by comparison. Right. Yeah, he he's in fourth place out of the out of the entries in that that lineup, but that does that that doesn't mean he's he's a failure by any stretch. He's the nicest guy in prison. <laughs> All right, that's a little bit of a stretch, but sure, uh. sure. <laughs> our our next letter brings us into a very special portion of the postdoc. Oh God! As is the standard when we get into the postdoc. Um, a, a familiar name visits us on the reg, and that is, of course, Ryan <laughs> Costello. That's right, king of the postdoc. 
is the king of Canada? I lost track. Who is the what? The king of Canada. I lost I track. I think it is. I think it is Ryan Costello. That's awesome. I think it is. If not him, then Gretzky. Oh yeah, I'll go for Gretzky. But uh, our first entry from Ryan Costello, King of the Postdoc. That's awesome. Uh, with the classified line still in its infancy, how do you think the movie line figure release should be handled? Ooh. A separate line integrated into the current line, a short-term replacement for the main line. And so that's a, kind of a multi-part question there. So uh, we have discussed this a little bit in the past. But, Mark, why don't you try to get this one first, again, as the professional, as somebody who has organized waves of figures to be sold at mass retail. Right. What uh, would you do with the the G.I. Joe movie line? I mean, we don't know for sure what Hasbro was going to do, but I think it, it lined up that they were planning for it to be the fall refresh of the classified line. And I think that's perfect. I think you drop in a movie line. Now, one thing to remember is that a movie line uh, will be notably less uh, profitable because there's a big royalty attached to it. Um, mm -hmm. if, it if it's, you know, Snake Eyes, the movie logo. So I still think you want to tie into that movie. You have to, especially if it's good. I mean, God forbid that the movie is actually outstanding. And, and there is a good tie-in there and that kids, for God's sake, are interested in Joe again. So if you can have, uh, you know, a, a series, basically, four or five figures, maybe, God, maybe even a classified vehicle or something, that'd be awesome, <laughs> to go with it. And it becomes the classified line for two months, two and a half months. And then, as it bleeds off pegs, you release it with a regular G.I. Joe classified series next. So you're retaining the pegs that the movie got. Maybe it gets more space because there's a movie tie into it. And then you go seamlessly into more profitable product. And if, if they can finally get the movie out when they expect it to come out, which I've heard is a problem for them, uh, you want, I guarantee you, well, no. Well, Hold on. As, of, as of six hours ago, it's apparently reported by Entertainment Weekly. It's October 22 of 2021. They should just say October and not put a year on it. And then it'll hit in October eventually. But I was going to say, I guarantee, and I'm not going to go that far. Uh, if, if I were, if I had a hand in it at all, I would make sure the line that follows up the movie line was ridiculous gangbusters awesome. I'd spend most of my tooling money on that line for the year because I want to keep people, hopefully kids, that are drawn in by the movie. I want them to see the next guys and go, who the hell is Serpentor? That guy's awesome, right? Those are the kind of guys you want in that follow-up line to keep the kids on the line that you've got with the hook. So the collectors will be there. They have been there. And that's great. And, I, and I'm sure that Hasbro has noticed that the Joe collector is a lot stronger a group than they thought it was. But if they really want to grow the Again. brand, got to do it with the youth. Uh, and so that's what I would do. I would put all, all uh, Snake Eyes 
movie line up there. And I would put it in the in the three and three quarter too. Maybe actually some God forbid new tooling <gasps> to make that cool at Walmart. And then who knows where it goes? You know, if if I had a hand in it. Joe Colton, how would you uh, how would you space this one out? I have no idea. I would ask Mark Weber as the professor. <laughs> Endorsement, right? Yeah. That's not really fair. That's like that's like saying, so there's some new uh, Costco materials out there. Mark Weber, what do you think? I think I'm going to wait for Joe to do <laughs> And then I'll say uh, what she said. I'm going to buy some Canada Dry to entice Joe Colton into the fold. And then... No, I, I know my lane of expertise. It is not marketing. Mike's going to say... So we're, I'm trying to hang an enterprise from my Santa Claus, but I'm having right. trouble. Mark, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, in my experience. Well. <laughs> At least I'm mm. honest. No, I like it. I'm giving you That's those. fair. That's fair. I, you know, I make up some stuff, right? <laughs> exactly, though. I, I think what Mark is saying is is right on. I'd, I'd figure out five figures I could put together from the movie, uh, or maybe four, and then a fifth one with a motorcycle or something, something small like that, uh, and then just move from there into some more popular. Not necessarily A-list characters, but B-list guys that you know are going to sell strong, like a Serpentor, maybe somebody like Ricondo, um, you know, somebody maybe Mutt with a junkyard, something, something like that to, yeah, to, to really, really hammer that one in. Ricondo's got a cool hat. He's got a cool hat and that mustache. Yeah. I mean, so don't un, don't. Geez, who cares? Hey, hey, Snow Job is cool. Snow Job would. Snow Job is. That's a that's a valid entrant for my my post movie five man wave of of terror, right? You know, it, might, it might be the perfect place to drop a kind of atypical Snake Eyes, right? Yeah. Maybe the the was it the version three that was kind of blue? Yeah, that had that hockey yeah. mask. Yeah, yeah, like or just or no, no, no. That was that was version four that had the hockey mask. So just a way to follow up that yes, here is Snake Eyes again. But different from movie Snake Eyes, or, or God forbid, maybe movie Snake Eyes looks like a joke, <laughs> and you want to go look. Don't be mad. <laughs> Here he is looking. Cool. Here's legit Snake Eyes. I mean, I think most of us believe, with nothing to base it on, other than you wouldn't hire Henry Golding to put him under a mask for the movie, right? Mm -hmm. So I think most of us assume that Snake Eyes looking like a ninja commando in black with a mask is probably third act or Easter egg, right? Mm -hmm. Or part-time, so, yeah. Yes, so movie Snake Eyes might be a more karate-looking Snake Eyes. As a matter of fact, it probably would be, right? If you're doing it, doesn't your classified movie Snake Eyes look like Henry Golding? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'd so, rather have really if you're going to do a movie specific Snake Eyes, I'd rather have one that looked more like Henry Golding because I've got I'm going to have plenty of Snake Eyes that look like Snake Eyes. 
Right. Or maybe that maybe that's how they sell the vehicle for 40 bucks, right? It's mm. the cycle with the armored up mass snake eyes on it or something like that. I don't yeah. Know. yeah, that's a that's a good call. You can't have too much Henry Golding because he's so dreamy. Look at look at you doing freelance marketing work on what's on Joe Mind. How about that? I put the mark in marketing. And if anybody wants to double their global net revenue, my <laughs> Down low. <laughs> Oi. That email, folks, what's on Joe Mind at gmail.com. Yeah. I don't know what the word, I know double or triple, right? I don't know exactly what it is when you take the global net revenue and do it times eight. Mm -hmm. That is octuple. Uh, at Hasbro, they call it pulling a Weber. <laughs> Weberize. See what I did there? Bang. You've been Weberized. Hold on, let me get the W. Weberize. Yeah. I can't I can't get all all eight fingers to show. There we go. Ah, that's it. Woo! It's like double horseman. That's right. And and then if you if you cross your arms like this, your arms kind of make a W. That's not bad. See? Huh? The undisputed weather. There you go. <laughs> happening i don't know <laughs> i don't know but i guarantee a rating not to the roof that's right we we picked up like three live watchers right there just just you know, what, with you know what you call it when it's going straight across and then it spikes like crazy call it weberize no it's called rounding the curve <laughs> next question do 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 Oh, that's a again. Oh still from Ryan Costello, King of the Posa. Backstop, okay. a character introduced in 1987 mm -hmm. as his first speaking role in GI Joe Operation Blackout, a video game released in 2020. Where was William telling us that? Huh? Mm. You tell William he missed something big. You tell him he, he probably we, didn't we are know who Backstop is. We are incensed that he missed this groundbreaking first appearance in his review on our good program. He's bringing us down. What is the next vintage character you think is set for a comeback of backstopian magnitude? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Joe Colton, we'll start with you this time. Who's set for a big comeback? Who's what long forgotten Joe do you think has has what it takes to to bust out in 2021? As a figure? As, as in anything. As a phenomenon. As, as a cultural love, touchstone. I would love to see a low light. Yeah, he's cool. He is cool. He's no Ricondo, but he is pretty Get cool. Get out of here. Look, man, his hat is pretty plain. Uh, Ricondo's uh, is pretty awesome. I'll take a torpedo before I take a Ricondo. Uh, you're still wrong because torpedo doesn't have a hat at all. Get you out know of here. what you get when you put Ricondo and low light into a jungle together? One dead Ricondo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you. Maybe. You get a whole folded hat. Maybe. I mean, and unless. don't sleep well at night. Un un unless the tigers get low light first. 
Yeah, or the Tucaros. Yeah, yeah. I feel like those types of animals just they sense low light and go. Yeah, I'm not really going to bother with that guy. I'm going to eat the guy the, with the stupid hat. Or the dreaded Kandiru swimming up low light's urethra. I didn't know Joe. Was an, I didn't know Joe was anti Rakondo. I know, right? I, of course, I didn't know you were anti Mercer. He's terrible. Right, Get but he's out of here. But he's really popular. So is Rakondo. But you both hate him. Hate those guys. I didn't know either before. Yeah. You know this catharsis that we're having. Yeah, Mercer. Mercer's hate? awful. You, you want mine? Yeah. Sure. Billy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh no. Oh, oh, oh Billy. Hated Billy. <laughs> Billy was the Eric Watts of GI Joe, right? Like, <laughs> We'll make him a ninja. All right. We'll cut off his leg. We'll give him a bionic leg. We'll, oh. we'll give him an eye patch. He's I, I was I was no fan of Billy, right? But as I've said on several occasions, and as I've gained some perspective in adulthood, I'm sure that Billy was there to be the guy who took all the abuse that Larry wasn't allowed to put on the Joes. Yeah, probably true. Because, you know, there was no Billy figure. Yeah, but you know what? Well, you can do whatever you want to Billy because there's no figure to sell. And all the damage and all the heartbreak and all the trials and tribulation that Billy took wasn't enough, right? Wasn't enough. Hated that guy. <laughs> I remember so, reading as a kid. I'm like, you got 400 characters to pick from, and half of this issue is about Billy. <laughs> Who cares about Billy? What did What did Tim Roberts think about Billy? Oh uh, yeah. I, I would have asked him, but he was too concussed from missing the high jump pit. He was too busy hating you and, and too busy uh, seeing stars. He effed on me like a seventh grader. F you, Weber. Always stealing the comics off the spinner. <laughs> of course, you could go back and hear the saga of Tim, of, uh, of Tim Roberts uh, back in our audio archive. The link is, is down below. He's going to come get me someday. I know, right? Yeah. The, the Tim Roberts story is easy to find, though. The title of the episode is actually Searching for Tim Roberts. So like, you don't have to go any further. You're going to get me killed. Yes. Whatever. We're going oh. to get you like a coffee with somebody who, who you haven't seen. In you're going to tune in some week on Thursday at 9, and my little you know corner of the world here is going to look like Joe Colton's wedding. Too soon. No. Oh right, right, right. That it won't still be funny. there. Right, 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 right. That's, that's it. I've got you now. Still funny. I'm just, you know. Anyways, I'll let I'll that go. Take, I'll take a general mayhem over Ricondo. Not bad. Hey, I have a question about Backstop's uh, big appearance. What did he say? I don't know. Well, I don't have the game, man. Or given his. Given his background, where's William? Is is William know. in the live chat? William didn't no. know last week. He's probably still working on his audit, uh, and then he can release his taxes. Mm. At least someone's taxes, right? I want. I gotta believe that somebody wrote a line finally for backstop. Given his background, it had to be something like. Hey, I think we should go on the offense, eh? Right? 
Look at the Canadian grimace at me. We're shooting down his third rattler and saying something like, that's the hat trick, eh? <laughs> Joe, what's the most Canadian thing backstop could say, and why does it involve Tim Hortons? I don't like you guys. <laughs> Shots tasty like poutine, eh? Oh, my God. We don't say A after everything. Do you call, do you call everybody bub? I do call people bub sometimes. I'm not your buddy guy. <laughs> I also call them. I'm not your guy, friend. Wait. <laughs> I want to I test and see how much of this blood is still maple syrup. Joe, I want you to answer this question out loud, okay? No. <laughs> What's the opposite of defense? Offense. Oh, it's very American. Mm. Yeah, she had to think about it though. And 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 let's say that uh, you finish your Canada Dry, but there's no garbage can nearby, so you just wing it over your shoulder and you hit West right in the nose, right? Yeah. And you want to you want to apologize to him, so you say, Wes, I'm gonna jersey him." No. <laughs> That's pretty Canadian, though. No. <laughs> to apologize, you would say, I am. Say it. Sorry. <laughs> no. No. Uh, you got to, you got to, you can't set her up for it like that, no. Mark. You, that she'll, was she'll, she'll, I'm concentrating. Right. She'll, bu she'll bust out a sorry when, when, when we're sorry. not ready for it. I'm sorry. Because it, and I know this because it's happened before. Yeah, she's been on this show for five years now, four years now. It's it's, a, it's down in the archives down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't, you, I you can't can hear some stories. I can't have her say the first thing that comes to her mind. So it'll probably be a curse. Probably. No, I said uh, my first thing that I was going to say is instead of swearing when I was younger, I would say like, oh, are you going to start a kerfuffle? Which is a very Canadian thing to say. Just causing causing poop. Saving those swear words for you, Mark. I like it. Somebody, somebody over there in the uh, comments said we should have a swear jar. So I'm like, that's a great. Oh. Idea. Why? Why would we you just be having like five star dinners? <laughs> Weber would be like, Mrs. Weber, we're going out to dinner. No more, no more Canada Dry, man. Once we got the swear jar for expenses, we're, we're going to Morton's for dinner. Why? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Maybe that can be our our crowd crowd uh, crowdsourcing effort. That's a good idea. We'll, we'll set We're up the people that would order Wharton's via Grubhub. <laughs> yep. We'll set up we'll set up a, a coffee and call it the swear jar. Oh my god! <laughs> Do I have to swear every time <laughs> they, they donate? I'll just like send them voicemails on the PM. That's right. It could it could be the it, that could be the the uh, the uh, the benefit right there. Yeah. If you give just, X amount, you'll get uh, Joe Colton screaming profanity. I think we gotta we gotta recognize uh, Racktime Rob tying <sighs> it all together and saying backstop is the best he is at what he does, and what he does best isn't very memorable. <laughs> Uh, 
That's it. Hey, I always dug backstop, and I like the persuader. And there ain't nothing wrong with him other than the banana pants, which are banana pants. In a future edition of Lazy Bastard Customs. Yes. And he is on the docket, isn't he? Yeah. Got we are working on that stuff. Everybody, everybody's going to forget about him before, before we get the next one done. But, but we actually have have put out some. We've exchanged a list, haven't we? I think so. Yeah. I'll have to check yeah. with the staff. That's right. Get get uh, get your uh, get your assistant on it. All right, Derek. What are you doing? <laughs> get in here. You're you're a big enough deal at the British toy company. You got an assistant, don't you? Right. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. that 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 appropriation of her time or his time is not in any way, you know, a, a problem for your job, considering this huge multinational podcast that you're a part of. Today at the toy company, the idea was let's try to put so many samples in front of Mark's door that he can't leave. Oh, <laughs> that was cool. Did you smash through them Frankenstein style? No, like yeah. Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we got a redhead this big. Kool-Aid man. Baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you kick any of the uh, prototypes accidentally? You know, I should have, especially that one. No, you know what I've been, I spent today uh, putting together like metal, like, I don't say erector sets because that immediately becomes funny. Um, but it's like, it's like make the tractor or the race car out of little bits of metal and plastic and like, screws that like eight of them would fit on your little pinky nail right like mm-hmm. ridiculously small stuff and they were like hey put this together web we want to we want to see how how it works i'm like yeah let's give it to the six two guy with the hot dog fingers right like jack kirby drew me and i'm trying to put together this ridiculous thing that fits in like the palm of my hand the the two people in my department said when i told them i was working on it they said i'd like six to build they said, you want some help with that, Web? And I said, let me do the first one. We'll see how it goes, and we'll be able to gauge from there. And, like, no lie, four and a half hours later, <laughs> I'm like, here's a little dream I made. <laughs> Did I miss lunch? <laughs> oh. <sighs> Bad. That, that kid with the bagel cart's coming back around, Web. I'm sure you oh, can catch him. Right? Uh, <laughs> And every time I would, there was like five steps, right? But every step had like a hundred little things and they're all terrible instructions. And every time I would finish one step, I would allow myself to refresh Yahoo and go, anything going on in Nevada? No. Nope. You knew the answer to that, though. Back to work. Well, <laughs> that was it. Down in the coal mine. That's right. And now from Ryan Costello, King of the Postdoc. Yes. Next year is the 20th anniversary of the Devil's Due reboot of G.I. Joe. How do you think this series should be remembered? What anniversary celebration does it deserve? Joe Colton has a blank look on her face. Thinking. It's like Jeopardy theme. I mean, truthfully, I'm not sure what you can do with the comic book rights being owned by another company. Yeah. Right? Like IDW, whether you liked it or you didn't like it, that history 
is in the same place. It's it's defunct. It's been tossed out. It is not active. It is it, it, it technically it's not canon. It doesn't exist. Uh, it's just kind of fun stories. Um, but I mean, if we really want a, a 20th anniversary of, of IDW, um, you know, maybe do a fun story with with. Uh, oh, now I've lost his name. Um, the guy who came with the glider that they're making into a star, uh, Bomb Strikes Brother. Oh, uh, not Blackout. No, the other one. Oh, yeah, Bo- a Barrel Roll. Barrel Roll. Thank you, Barrel Roll. Like, Barrel Roll was starting to get some run. He was fun. Maybe do a Barrel Roll story. I don't know. I, I don't know how – like, it, it's a – I don't want to say that they don't deserve some kind of re- remembrance. I mean, obviously – I enjoyed a good portion of the IDW run. If it wasn't for the IDW run, I wouldn't know Brandon Jerwa. Brandon Jerwa is a great guy. I think you mean DDP, though. Yeah, you keep right. Saying IDW. Yeah, I'm sorry. I jumped. I jumped. I jumped continuities. Confused. Yeah. Me. Oh my god. Oh, I'm so tired. It's getting late. I'm so tired. I got to go to bed at some point. <laughs> yeah. So let me make sure I got the letter right. Yeah, it is, no, of, the, not of the Devil's Do reboot of GI Joe. So yeah, no, it is. It is Devil's Do is what we're what I'm talking about here. So yeah, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for DDP, we wouldn't have Brandon Jerwa as part of our hobby. We dig Brandon Jerwa, good guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, uh, uh, Kamakura was was DDP. Mm-hmm. Um, Devil's Do a lot of good stuff. Wraith was mm-hmm. great. Yeah, yeah. And didn't didn't get near enough run. Yeah. And I love, I remember just getting that comic. It felt like Joe was back, right? Because most of the stuff they did toy-wise in the early 2000s was pretty unspectacular, right? Yeah. Lots of, lots of neat designs placed on weirdly proportioned bucks. Yeah. I just, did you say, oh, bucks? <laughs> I thought you said like padded uh, bucks. But uh, no, I, I love the. I love that for the first issue when I picked it up. It felt like Joe was back when comic when the guy shows up and it's no one you know, right? At least you don't know who it is. And Comicor accesses Colton's Elite as the file, right? Like it there were so many good little nods. Uh, and I love the bit that Snake Eyes and Scarlet were mad at each other and you didn't know why, right? That's a great hook. So so it's kind of like like uh, Snake Eyes Dead Game. Oh well, we bet, yeah. But we just don't know what's going on there because we don't know what any what's going on there at all. It's like Snake Eyes Dead Game with feet. <laughs> no, it's, it's nothing like Snake Eyes Dead Game because it's readable. I don't know <laughs> if Dead Game has any legs, but I know it doesn't have any feet. Well, no, we've seen its legs. They're large and elephant elephantine. I is that a word? It is. Yeah. Totally is. You think it helps Roadblock cook now that he can cut fillets with his jawline? I, 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 I don't think it helps with fillets, but it certainly helps with cheese. Just grating cheese. Just slice right there. So bad. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> And by the way, we should give more kudos to Racktime Rob for reading that every time it comes out. Like, yeah, it it, it gets him uh, a bonus. 
Because the rest of us just get to read it and go, well, that was terrible. And he's got to talk about it. He's, he's got to read it and find talking points. I know, yeah. right? Hey, you know the worst part. Of, you know the worst part of your week, Rob. Let's talk about it. <laughs> mm. I'll switch weeks with you, Rob. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Dead game is pretty bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'd have to tape. We'd have to do Joe's review of Dead Game early in the week when she has more swears handy. <laughs> But she can afford more. <laughs> well, I read this issue today. <laughs> Did you know people don't have feet? <laughs> Their proportions aren't even right. I like the way he stretched Scarlet out to eight feet tall and laid her submissively behind Snake Eye. Because she couldn't possibly defend herself. Oh, where is my big, strong Snake Eyes to defend me? With no feet. Get him, guys, with your ankles. Oh, <laughs> and your inexplicable red costume. Wait, what is that? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, so I'd like to know how that guy's still employed. <laughs> Let's get. You know what? People we buy the book. Right right? You know, Bobby Val is beating on the what's so Joe on Joe Mind door going. Let me talk about. <laughs> I'll keep my eyes peeled in the in the uh, the waiting room here. Uh, His hatred is so pure. I love it. It is. It is. is it, it is an untapped mine? resource. Yes. No. Like we, yeah. Like Bob Bobby's hatred of of Rob Liefeld is. I mean, we could power Des Moines for a solid month. No way. I yeah. I really dislike that man. Uh, we, you got, we you got nothing on Bobby. Here. We got to have Joe versus Bobby on Liefeld hatred, and I'm not, I'm not. I'm not talking online. I mean, in the ring, we could sell tickets like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, I like. Look, I'm taking. I'm taking Joe Colton. I'm taking Joe Colton in that fight most of the time, but I'm not taking her in that one. That is that is a Bobby Vala win. He'll shoot lightning out his fingertips. You know, you know how, and and Bobby's a friend and a talent and a guy we definitely support. You know how he's got a little bit of animosity towards the safety toy company. <laughs> it is dwarfed by how much he hates Rob Liefeld. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. he and I have talked about it, and we both agree how much we dislike yeah. him. But I've never seen him go like full angry. Yeah. Well, oh, Bobby, yeah. Bobby, yeah. Well, one of the things I like best about Bobby is you, you don't have to wonder what Bob's thinking, right? <laughs> but before he got into even entertained getting into toy, he wanted to be a comic book artist. Okay. So the fact, and that's such a hard business to crack into, right? Yeah. So the fact that he never got even the hint of an opportunity. I, I think from from what he said, and he got to watch this guy just fail upward and onward and forever. Just, oh. I, and I think uh, I think Liefeld edged him out for that Gap commercial too. I think that's true. I think they had Bobby all set for that Gap commercial, and then Liefeld came along and it's like, "Hey, button flies, bitches," and that was the end of it. <laughs> you just know that. You just know. That Bobby was watching the Deadpool movie the first time. 
And when he walked in and pats the guy on the shoulder of the bar and goes, Hey Rob, you know that you just know that Bobby crushed his drink and threw his popcorn <laughs> down and jumped jumped up in the theater and went, There goes a hack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People are like, calm down, bro. <laughs> Oh, God bless him. We got to check in with Bobby soon, don't we? Yeah. I I feel like Bobby and I should be in a ring with two fake Rob Liefelds and see who beats the shit. (laughs) Oh, see, now we got to get the jar out again. Yeah, the the problem, problem, it has to be uh, like Texas tornado rules because whichever one of you started the match would never tag out. No, no, we'd have two dummies. We'd both attack at the same time. That way you don't have to hold us back. Yeah, it's Texas Tornado. No tag needed. Go. Or what they like to call AEW. (laughs) No rule. Just do something. Just go. Just go. They've tightened it up a little bit. I'll give them some credit there. Do some. A little bit. I feel like people would watch that. Yeah. We'll sell tickets. And you know what we would do? We would only we would just take the hard camera and we would raise it up so it only shot from above the first rope, so nobody would have feet. Just gliding across. Yeah, great. And on commentary, Tony Schiavone, Jr., and the Honcho Mark Weber. Yeah, and Jim in a mask, and Jim Crockett because he's <laughs> awful. He's terrible. Oh my god, Look, he's. He's a terrible person. Here's my YouTube pick of the of the week. Type in Jim Crockett, Nikita Koloff, Sickle. Change your life, man. <laughs> Is that like Bullet Bar Armstrong taking a trash can? Yeah, it's like if you ever thought, God, I wish Nikita would come down here and sickle that guy and shut him up. Guess what? It happened. <laughs> I didn't know it happened, but <laughs> but there well, it was. It happened. <laughs> Nikita Koloff's like 70 years old, and I still don't think I'd, I'd want a piece of that guy. Dude. It was, he's, he, he's, he's a gigantic man. He was just standing He was just standing there, and Ivan talks for like a minute and a half. And then Crockett is like, Ric Flair will defend when he wants to. He doesn't have to answer to you. And Nikita just goes, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm sorry. A spoiler. Yeah, the sickle to to give modern fans a, an idea. The sickle is pretty much the uh, the JBL clothesline from hell. It's the same one and the same, right? It's pretty good. Monster. And Kolov's is is maybe the best of all time. Like he just just you you took that thing the right way, or your head landed in the fifth row, like that <laughs> that that kind of good. Not to not to totally go sideways, like I've taken the show, but. <laughs> When my brother and I would watch wrestling back then, because all the matches on TV were terrible, we would root for the uh, enhancement talent, the jobbers, the bums, to get broken. Because we figured if they broke enough of them, they'd give us better matches. <laughs> they'd have to book wrestler. They'd have to book actual wrestlers against yeah. actual wrestlers. It's never going to happen. But whenever, <laughs> whenever the Road Warriors would come out to just decimate, you know, two roofers or plumbers or whatever they were. We would root for like serious bodily injury. And so Nikita was one of our favorites, even as we were rushing, because he would break guys. And now, years later, because we never bought pay per views or anything, 
<laughs> I'm actually seeing Nikita in good matches against real talent. <laughs> Dude, his clothesline on guys like Flair or Morton or Magnum, <laughs> it's the nicest little bink you've ever seen. He didn't he didn't unleash, you know, the hurricane on the real talents. But okay, it was well, yeah, you can't you can't hurt the real talent. That that no. gets you in trouble backstage. That gets you eat. Yeah. George South, Bill Mulkey, update your will, baby. But Magnum J, Ronnie Garvin, you guys are probably gonna be okay. Uh, hey, what, what was the question? I don't know. We're well past the actual question. We're it's it's Anyways, that, that's the that's it for the the, the pre written version of, of the postdoc. If anybody has questions in our viewing audience, we are taking questions uh, for the remainder of tonight's episode. Yeah, not anything with Rob Liefeld. Pretty much covered that, and and no eighty six NWA because we've done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, unless you got something specific, you know, yeah. if you if you want to know. You know, we get we got a little bullet bullet Bob Armstrong trivia going on. It's so good. Inside trash can. <laughs> oh my goodness. There we go. I didn't, I didn't even know you could do that when you took the trash can. I'm like <laughs> It I warped your warped your little minds. I didn't know that was in a playbook. It's like when a kid sees a football team at the last second do that 800 lateral play because there's no time left. And you're like, I didn't even know that. Was, I didn't know that was a play. I didn't know you could do that. The old hook and ladder. Yeah, well. Backwards yeah. passes are legal. Bob Armstrong ate the hook and the ladder and the That's garbage right. can. Yeah, the garbage can. The highlight of superstar Bill Dundee's career. And so uh, people might be wondering – why the the name under my picture there? Oh yeah, is subscribe for God's sake, um, because what we've noticed from viewing the the statistics on our videos is that only about half of the people viewing our videos are subscribed mm-hmm. to the channel. What? I know, right? Exactly. The one thing we need to do to grow this channel is pick up subscribers. And so we know we are reaching people that are not subscribed to the channel, but then they are not subscribing. Right. So please subscribe. If you so enjoy, like, if you enjoy what you see on what's on Joe mind, if you like our Thursday night get togethers, you'd mm-hmm. like to see more of the non live stuff that we have planned. Uh, that's all going to come a lot sooner if we can get this thing going in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. So we need you to subscribe. If you want, you can hit the little bell thing and get notifications, or you can not get notifications. We we don't care about that. If you're subscribed, that's where we'll draw the line. We're not gonna we're not gonna make you, you know, know that I mean, granted, right now you're gonna get one notification a week. It's gonna be Thursday night at about eight o'clock when I set the chat room up. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're going to get flooded with with notifications if you do, but come on, guys, subscribe, like the video, share it once in a while, let other people know what's going on, but subscribe. So wait, let me get this right because I want to make sure I'm not misconstruing it. You're saying that half the people out there aren't doing it right? Correct. 
Forty-five percent of last week's viewers were not subscribed to the channel. You know what? This, this week of all weeks, I refuse to believe that's true. <laughs> Come on! Forty-nine percent of the people out there. Forty-five. Forty-five. Clark uh, Borland, all the way from Ireland. Yes. You guys collect other anything else other than Joel. Yes. Joe Colton, you probably have the longest list here. Why don't you go first? And the most okay. visual representation. Right. <laughs> so I collect Santas. Uh, I collect Star Trek ornaments. I collect Star Trek uh phasers and props from the show um what, what show star trek like tng original series deep space nine um i also collect or i have collected stuff from um movies like dread um the carl urban version not the sylvester stallone version I collect Marvel figures, D Disney castles now, collect a lot of things. Old bagels. Yeah. Oh, I also, yeah, I collect, <laughs> not bagels. In, in fairness to Joe Colton, again, having seen her place of residence, um, she's not at hoarder level because the things she collects are intended to be collected. Okay. Like there's no stack of newspapers in the back room. There's no, you know, no. there's no bucket of Twinkie wrappers in the kitchen. There, there's like the things that she collects are collectibles. Mm -hmm. And while there are more of them than any person would want to count, they are, you know, it, we're not at that. We're not at that mental instability uh, yeah. or, you know, mental, mental disability type phase yet. Smurfs. Go on, Joe Colton. Yes, go on. What what's the one that you got the what what's the piece that you have that that made Mark Belomo jealous? Oh, um, so I collect. Uh, I'm almost complete with that set because uh, it's a limited run. But it was the predecessor to Shira, and they're called Golden Girls. They looked like very barbaric. Um, very, like, yeah, more like barbarian type. Um, version um then he-man and she-ra and i have the hard to get castle as well as the two chariots uh the dark horse and the white horse with the chariots and, and, and she i have them in the even rarer edition of uh from canada which has both the french and English version uh, translation on the back. So, yeah. thank you. Isn't, yeah. the French, isn't the French version just A after the English? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait. And Once she gets the uh, the mail away, you know, uh, negative version of of B Arthur, she'll have a complete set. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's the Ruba Clanahan figure comes on her back. Don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Don't know why. Isn't uh, there some Wonder Woman in the collection as well? Oh, there's, yes. There's uh, a ton of Wonder Woman. 
a lot of G.I. Joes, but other than G.I. Joes, yeah. Uh, Batman is also in there. What about robots? I'm not a big robots fan, other than Robotech, which I have a, a collection of Robotech. And Wes sleeps on the porch. Wes actually has his own place down the block. He's, he didn't do anything wrong. No, no, it's just part of the part of the game. Wes has to sleep in the guest house because it's not all full yet. I know, I know. We and we dig Wes, and we know you love him fully and completely. Yes. But how much stuff do you have to sell before he can move in? <laughs> so when they were when I was moving out of my apartment. William got mad at me because I had a closet that he called Larnia and it was just like clothing in front of all the toy boxes. And it was like probably a closet of like 30 feet long and four feet wide and like nine feet tall. And he was just like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, mm hmm. And then there was a closet that was was hidden by by uh, bins of costumes. And so I moved those out of the way and it was full like, it was like a five by five closet, nine feet tall, full of toys. Yeah. Not a problem until the funds run out. Right. <laughs> Not a problem. Joe Colton someday is gonna have the craziest garage sale in history. <laughs> Mark Weber, what else do you collect besides G.I. Joe for us, uh, our friend from Ireland? I've collected uh, comic books for a long time, uh, but not not a lot, really. Just every every Joe comic I could ever get my hands on. So I think I have a, a complete run, pretty much a complete run of, you know, the original G.I. Joe, of the special missions, of all that stuff. Look, I bored Joe. Whatever. Right. <laughs> Can you change her name to Santa? I cannot. No. Ah. I, I cannot change your guys' display names. All right, fine. Uh, Transformers, but I'm kind of picky. Um, my three main guys are Skywarp, Grimlock, and Prowl. So basically, if those guys come out, I'm in. Uh, and, of course, G.I. Joe. Anything that's G.I. Joe, I'm, I am all over. So, um, But, that, you know, it's not too – I have a lot of stuff. But there isn't that much incoming, right? Because – they're not making that much, Joe, and I get... Oh, I guess it's Joe Comics and uh, Uncanny X-Men. I have a run of Uncanny that goes back to, like, 105 and some spare issues behind that, but and that's got to be 500, 600 issues in a run. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, my runs are pretty much the same as yours. I, I do Joe Comics. I do Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man Comics as opposed to X-Men. Um, I cherry pick on robots, um, sideswipe and jetfire are my, my big ones that I'll, you'll, you'll get me to mark out for them. Right. Did um, you like the jetfire I made? I did. I bought that one. I got that one. Good. That was actually the first thing you and I ever talked about at JoeCon in Springfield. I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah. Like I, I was trying to get into the, the panel room. We had the first panel of the day on Saturday. And I'm trying to find an open door to get in there. And you followed me because you knew who I was. And I had no idea who you were. And um, and we just started chatting about, about of all things, robots. 
at Jokin. Did I did I hold the door and let you in? No, because the lo- the door was locked, so we, we were not we were not successful. So apparently, they didn't know who I was either. They had no idea. No, they had no idea. But uh, Matt Rubin wants to know which which jet fire did you help with, Mark? Uh, that was the uh, the very first of the leader class toys. So I had pitched that there was I felt there was fan appetite because we had vo- up to Voyager, and then we had the Titan scale. So we had nothing between like Soundwave and Metroplex. And I'm like, there's a lot of Transformer characters that are big, that are large, um, but somewhere in the middle between you know, the guy that transforms into a city. And I said, look at all these guys you could do. And I think sell at a $50 price point, Megatron, Optimus, Ultra Magnus, Shockwave, Jetfire. And so that was what we did. We, we launched with, it was supposed to be Jetfire and Megatron together. And for whatever reason, they could not get the Megatron done on time. So Jetfire actually launched that leader class. And he was the one with all the, the chromy red on him, which I didn't want, but you don't win everything. So, but yeah, other than good. that, other than that, well, and the Japanese version of him didn't have the chrome. They just went with straight red, like the, you know, the OG Jetfire. So, and uh, John Warden, who worked on Joe forever, and well, Joe for a while, Transformers Forever, truly, was the guy who worked really hard with the legal department because Harmony Gold was very careful about, uh, well, they were super litigious because they owned the rights to the Valkyrie um, from Robotech. So we had to figure out what was Jetfire enough and not Valkyrie enough that we could use and it wouldn't be actionable. And so I don't know how many designs John did, but it was a bunch where he would go, how about this? And they'd go, no, vents are too close. So we'd get rid of the vents. And go, how about this? And they go, the stripes on the wing are too thick. And he'd go, fine, how about this? So he was incredibly persistent and deserves a ton of credit because it would have been easy to do a jet fire like they've done over the years that looked nothing like the Valkyrie or the jet fire we all loved because the Valkyrie's ridiculous cool. But John, instead of just mailing it in and doing something that was an Autobot jet, white and red, man, it's Jetfire. He went back up to legal like a dozen times with small tweaks and got them. Anytime they pushed back, he would change it just a little. And so in the end, it came out with something that I think is really representative of or as close as Hasbro was comfortable uh, to get uh, to that original awesome G1 Jetfire. There you go. There we go. They gone asks, what is the one collectible you got you never thought you'd get? Good question. Joe Colton, what's the one thing that you got that you never thought you'd get? Is it that Golden Girls castle? Your audio is not coming through. Is when she turns off mute. I was on wait, mute. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Let me do my Joe realizes she's muted impression. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Oh, uh, because video, audio, some things never change. Yes. Um, I I thought I would get 
the castle because I was I was really hunting that for a good four or five years. Um, I'm surprised Mark doesn't have one because he's got everything. Um, I never thought I would get a dread helmet made by the same guy who made Carl Urban's helmet for dread. Pretty good. Mark Weber, how about you? Um, I never thought I'd get a flag. Never. Like hmm. when I was a kid, when we saw that in the catalog, like when I started collecting Joe in year two, me and another kid on the block realized we couldn't buy everything on our own. So we pooled the collection and we would pick out, you ask for the slugger for your birthday. I'll ask for the hydrofoil. And that way we got it all covered. And when the flag came out, we were both like, yeah, we're done. There's no way. <laughs> your your plan work. had been sunk. We only knew one kid in town. Now, granted, Bend is small. We only knew one kid who had it. And nobody liked that kid. Like, we wouldn't even play with him to see the flag, right? I, same thing in our town, man. We, right? we, I knew one kid growing up that had the flag, and, and nobody wanted anything to do with him because he was kind of, kind of a little rat bastard. Yeah, that's it. it was, it's like the parents who tie a pork chop around their kid's neck so the dog will play with it. Yeah. Like, and we didn't, we tried to trade for keel hall like crazy though, right? We would offer like 12 figures for keel hall because there was no other way to get him, right? I and, mean, until, until those mail away pamphlets came like yeah. the next year and said, please take all these surplus keel halls. Right. But they had never, they had never been like cool, rare vehicle drivers before, right? Before it was all, a mail in was like, get zap you know it wasn't it wasn't forbidden fruit or anything so so i i don't mean to interrupt you here mark but joe colton what are you looking at i'm trying to find uh in mark's book um the castle the golden girls not my book so you can see it not your book not your book not, not, not other book mark belomo's book totally tubular 80s to okay. Anyway, long, long. It would have, would have been good to let us know about that, so we didn't think you're like reading the paper. She's checking Nevada. Anything? Nope. No. Nope. I didn't have to check that. Um, but anyway, uh, never had the flag. Never thought I would get it. And then for my first Father's Day, my wife, the lovely Michelle, said, "I'm getting you the flag. <gasps> you find it. You find it because I won't know." You find it, I'll pay for it. And so this was 2007, and it was 200 bucks. That's not even that long ago. 200, and I think 85 dollars shipping. So <laughs> a third of the purchase price was shipping. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the friggin' flag. Never thought I would have it, and now it's all boxed up, you know, down in the basement. But there it is. So that's mine. Like I think a lot of Joe collectors are, right? There's yeah. it's a grail, right? Not yeah. only because it was so expensive back then, but somewhat fragile for something they nicknamed the coffee table. Um, yeah. And there just aren't that many left. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'm in the Admirals Club. Proud to be here. I had a Defiant growing up. Well, mm. later on, and then I sold it to get money for uh, college. And have regretted it ever since. College. College is overrated. Right. What did college ever do for you? 
Nothing. You could have learned 14 languages on your own. Right? You could have skipped college and stayed making money on the Toronto street racing Fast and the Furious circuit. I could have. I know, right? The Tokyo Drifter herself. The Mississauga Drifter. Uh, (laughs) The Kamloops Drifter. The Young Street Drifter. The Medicine Hat Drifter. There's Rainbow in Toronto. Medicine Hat. Great town. (laughs) How do you decide what to purchase based on available space? Joe Colton. Yeah, my answer is easy on this. I have no available space, so I'm not buying anything. Joe Colton, you're next. Yes. Let's ask the girl with the four-foot Santa Claus next to her how much available space factors into her purchasing decisions. She's stressing out. So I identify him, Weston. Um. She's stressing out a little bit. Rather than don't crack your knuckles, just just touch Santa's padded backside. It'll make you feel better. Yeah, there you there go. There you go. The Santa. That's right. Um, I I don't. I don't. That's it. I don't. I really don't. I look. We at know it. you don't. Uh, do I want it? Mm, how badly do I want it? So I'll think about it, and if I'm still talking about it, like a day. Or a week later, I'll get it. That's reasonable. And, Mark and then I have to figure out where to put it. <laughs> That's there. You go. Collateral damage is collateral. Deal with it later. Mark is Weber. That how, is that how it works with Wes? He's nice <laughs> and thoughtful and cute and cosplay guy and tiny and a former EWA world champion. A lot of. I don't know if I have space for him, but oh, what the hell? Yeah, he just stuck around. I was like, oh, okay, you're becoming part of the life. I got it. He's in. He's in. <laughs> he stuck the landing. We're good. An indispensable part of the Joe Colton experience. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, how how bad does space figure into your thinking? You got kids, you- man. Yeah, I got kids. All most of my stuff's in the basement. Like <laughs> I look at I look at guys who who, you know, do this for a living or it's a big I mean, I love doing what's on Joe Mind. I love being connected with the fan base still. Um cuz I'm I've always been in the fan base. Uh I love talking to you guys weekly. We have a great time. But if are I you, were Are you subscribed for God's sake? How do you do that? I've heard about it. It's a button down there. Oh. Subscribe for God's sake. But you can kind of tell by the background that I don't have a lot of framed posters and Joe's on the shelf and there are, are full disclosure, are you in the basement? No, this this what's become the standard spot. This is the uh the comfy chair, what I like to call the Marka lounger in uh in the master bedroom where the magic happens. Copyright what's on Joe Mind, Marco. But, <laughs> but, uh, at but, least you know, at least twice. I mean, I you got, know. I got kids. I gotta figure out how I can arrange the uh webcam to show the least amount of garbage laying around my house because we don't pick up a lot in the winter. <laughs> but for for toys like 
I kind of have my own rules and that's, this is where, you know, I'll get a little uh, wistful here. It's what I like about collecting so much is that everyone defines their own collection. Nobody can tell you that, well, you're missing this. It's, it's that old office space line, right? Looks like you've been missing a lot of work, Peter. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, even when I was a kid, like, I, I gobbled up anything, Joe, I'm in. Even Crystal Ball, I was like, well, there's 12 of them on the peg. Somebody's got to buy them or we won't get any new ones. So, all and right. For, for the record, you said that in 1996. Right, right. But when, but when friggin' Cobra Law came out, I looked at it and went, I don't need that. Don't need it all. First thing I ever looked at and went, don't need that. So I don't have to have everything. But I'm pretty much in if it's G.I. Joe or my comic books or any of those three robots. Where I think I'm a little more picky is is going back into the past, right? I'm not eBaying things that I missed from the past as often as maybe I used to. Or maybe I just got most of the stuff I wanted. I don't know. Just, but, just picking up uh, material for Lazy Bastard Corner. That's it, right? I like buying, you know, a, a cool figure. One of the cool things about that is sometimes I only need the legs of a guy. So I can buy one that's just hashed. Just junky. Busted thumbs, melted head. I don't care. I just need the pants, right? It's not even legs, it's pants. So, you know, I got a whole pile of... You know, Frankenstein, Frank and Joe, truly, uh, cadavers to pick from. So, And if well, I could make Backstop cool from the waist down, which he's never been, I think I'm I'm doing a service. <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap up on uh, Q&A on this one. Did Mrs. Weber just make all the other spouses look bad? Look, Mrs. Weber's killing it, let me tell you. <laughs> I made a mental note. Last has to up his game. Yeah. Doesn't, uh, I mean, pretty obvious Mrs. Weber has excellent taste, right? Because, I mean, <laughs> what? Right? No, no, no. It's too sexy. Yeah. It's too right, sexy. Lady. Hands off the merchandise, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> off, off the market since 95. 95. Uh, before oh, there was man. the internet, right? Good Something man. like that. Pretty much. Before right? there was an internet that we cared about. Yeah. If you wanted to, if you wanted to send na naughty pictures, you had to go get them printed and and actually <laughs> mail them. You you could uh, you could download them in '95, but it would take about three weeks. Yeah, yeah, you know. bad. I remember the dial-up in a Photoshop. I wish my kids knew what the dial-up noise meant. Right, that you had to wait thirty seconds, right, or a minute to actually get on the internet. <laughs> But anyway, hey, Mrs. Weber's top shelf. Absolutely. Well, we're going to bring it into the station on this one. We'll do a quick round of shout outs. Hot show, Mark Weber. You got some shout outs. Um, I was actually more prepared for what we got in. Uh, I guess. Go ahead. Give us a quick one then. Okay. For what I got in or my shout out? Oh. What we got in? What you get in? I got three things. Look at this. This is awesome. I think it's from Joe Stickers. Yep. Can anybody uh, figure it out? Is it for the slugger? Yeah, but which one? The the later one, the 90s yeah. one. 
The Toys yeah. R Us, I never got that. I passed it because when it was new, I still had the old slugger. So why do I need it? But I got it a couple of weeks ago, a really good one. Because it's tan. Unassembled, right? So I actually get to build it and put stickers on it. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Uh, this one somehow escaped Miss Colton. Oh, no, I have him. Yeah, but you don't have this one. Not that particular one. And you need it. Not yet. So suffer. Uh, <laughs> but it's my first Red Ninja. Just came in from the Pulse, believe it or not. So happy with him. And then for you uh, classified folks who are lamenting the need for realistic weapons, I don't know if you guys have seen mm -hmm. the Grim Knight from McFarland Toys, but he comes with like 8 billion weapons. Oh, nice. That's all I bought him for. Like he's he's the anti-Batman, right? Batman doesn't use guns because this guy has all of them. <laughs> so, so and and another thing that we've talked about before that Hasbro doesn't get enough credit for. This is Grim Knight. He's got hung. He looks great, but look at that belly band holding him in place, right? Look yeah, at it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're, there's not a whole lot of light getting to it, so it's Come definitely. On. Well, he's got a big. Oh, that's not good. There you go. There. See yeah. it? Okay. Look yeah. at that band across his jet black figure holding him in place. Uh, Hasbro's done a great job on classified on getting the figures to look good in pack without strapping them down with 800 seat belts. So, Red Ninja, Grim Knight, uh, Slugger, Sticker. That's a good week. Quality week, yeah. Joe Colton. What what'd you get in besides padded Santa? Uh, do I have time to run and get her? No. Yeah, have Mike go, and then you go third. Sure. What'd you get in, Mike? Nothing. Ah. Oh. No. Wait. <laughs> it's in front of you. It's a can. I got. Uh, I got. Uh, I went to Missouri and got some diet Dr Pepper with cream soda because they don't sell it in Indiana. That's what I got this week. What'd you get? Soda. Oh. So, <laughs> Joe Colton, what we got there? This is uh, Lady Tremaine. She's, She's from nasty. Cinderella. Yeah. So. Be better known as the Wicked Stepmother? Yeah. So they made a limited, um, a limited edition for this line, and it's uh, like the villains go to a masquerade. And so... You need to you need to take a, a photo of it and and put it in the the comments of the comments of the video. That kind of works, kind of. Kind of. No. It worked a little. Okay. Lots of reflection coming off of that. It's very shiny packaging. So. Yeah, I'll take a picture. Yeah. Is Lady Tremaine a favorite villain of yours? Um, I loved the uh, details on her. Um, my favorite villain is the uh, evil queen. Yeah, she's she's yeah, big time. Yeah, but she's no, she, uh, she's no scar. No scar. <laughs> or whatever that guy's name was in the Aristocats. Yeah. Nobody so likes the Aristocats. I got her, and then I just ordered the evil queen uh, yesterday. So I'm only doing the two out of out of the set for those. 
Oh wait, wait a minute. My my Joe is lying meter just went completely off. No, I re really. <laughs> so so sometimes the sometimes the Joe is lying meter goes off before Joe knows Joe is lying. Yeah. <laughs> so as nice as that is, and it looks tremendously uh, high quality. If they come out with a Maleficent, you're like, nah. They did. It. I don't oh, like. Really? Her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not really great. It's very simple. It's not as intricate. So I it's not worth the money to me. You know, I stand corrected and I apologize. That's fine. What about the black dragon from uh, Sleeping Beauty? That thing's awesome. Yes, but they didn't make one. They have an Ursula and she looks kind of cool, but I was like, meh. Is she the human Ursula or the all tentacle? The the uh, tentacled one, like hmm. she's wearing the crown on one of her tentacles, and that's not bad. Yeah, it looks really cool. I'm just like, yeah. It probably weighs like fifty pounds, though. Probably. You're not big they're on all, the little mermaid. They're, like, they're all two and a half feet tall. Like they're gigantic. So when I when I, I got her, Wes was just like, "You're collecting castles. What is this?" And I said. I only want two. And he said, you say that, but you have okay. like a hundred Santas. And I was like, no, 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 just the two. Cause Wes knows. Yeah. Mark Weber, shout out. Uh, shout out. Here we go. Let me steal it. Let's shout out to the half of America who made a good decision this week. How's that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Interpret that how you want. I've been wearing blue all week. <laughs> I'm going to wear it all week unless I have to wear all black one day. We'll see how it goes. Nevada, Georgia. <laughs> You're not bitter, and that's what's important. I'm in Arizona. Look, hey, I'll say you this. I was born in New York, moved to Oregon, went to Arizona for college, moved to Maryland, then back to Arizona, and now to Rhode Island. And every one of those states did me proud. My wife's from Wisconsin. Mom's from Michigan. Dad's from Texas. Oh! Oh, there you go. So close. It's, he's got that terrible hairpiece, too. <laughs> he did. It looked like a badger died and fell on his head. It was bad. So bad. You got any other shout-outs, Mark Weber? No, that's it. That's enough. I called out half the country. I, I about to say, man. I did about to say. Joe Colton. Um, we're still under a pandemic, so I wanted to do a shout out to the first responders and all the nurses and doctors and the frontline workers. Thank you for all you guys do. I know it's a thankless job. Um, there's a, a bunch of them in the GI Joe community. So thank you guys. Uh, love you guys a lot and appreciate all you, you do. You got a shout out for the wrist lock? I do. Thank you for the Santa. Uh, my shout outs, of course, Racktime Rob, the unsung hero and fourth man of the What's on Joe Mind team. Um, we got to get him, uh, we got to give him some ups so that he doesn't, you know, hurt himself as opposed to reviewing Dead Game 3 when it comes out. That hurts enough. Although he's got a got an issue of Paul's book coming, so that, that'll that'll get his spirits up. So it'll be, it'll be okay. Next Racktime will be a good one. And, um, 
you know, of course, shout out to you guys for coming on and joining us. I know it's a it's a big big ask to take up two hours or so of your time every Thursday. We appreciate it. I know the folks who find us week after week after week appreciate it too. You know who I appreciate? Our subscribers. That's right. Our subscribers are getting it done. Yeah. They hit the little button and they help us. We need to keep keep this thing growing. We need to turn this into something that's a little bit uh, a little bit profitable so it can pay for itself. Um, it, it's we're we're really not in this to make money, but if we could get this channel to support itself, that would really be a good time. That would that would take so much off of our plate that would let that would allow us to maybe get back to producing uh, actual content, and uh, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, thanks, uh, big shout out to everybody who joined us in the live stream. Uh, a lot of the same faces that we've seen uh, keeping with uh, comments. And, you know, if you're new and, and you're not uh, not used to contributing that way, encourage you to step in. Make yeah. yourself heard. You know, it's, it's not just here for the same eight people that are that are in chat every week. It's for you, too. And if you have a question, you have a concern, you want to get a hold of us, you, you want to just say, hey, thanks for doing the show. We appreciate your being here. So stand up, be counted over there. Um to reiterate what Mark said, I want to give a, a shout out to everybody who got out and voted, uh, regardless mm -hmm. of really regardless of how you voted. Uh, we've been encouraging you to get out and and um, you know do your civic duty and, and do that. And we 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 tend not to get very political on this program. It's it's not what we do here. Uh, we we try to uh, you know we we try to provide an escape you know we're we're here to to give you insight into a hobby into something you enjoy and um you know politics is is what they say you, you never discuss politics with friends um but you know obviously i i will i will put it out there that uh you know our guy is not the guy who's been in the presidency for four years that is not our guy on this show so we we we're in pretty good spirits about that sort of thing tonight and and so um you know just uh, encourage everybody regardless of if your guy won or if your guy lost uh the big presidential election this week uh that we are still all in this together we are all still friends and neighbors and we are going to have to go forward together regardless of how this election turns out uh, and so just take a minute and and get out and anytime you're you're going to make a, a comment or anytime you're going to place a vote, uh, put yourself in the shoes of somebody else who maybe doesn't have the same privileges that you have and, and let that affect your decision um, as opposed to, you know, uh, looking for questionable sources on YouTube or going to your favorite you know, politically charged website and just finding arguments that support the conclusion that you already have, as opposed to, you know, forming conclusions from the research you do from legitimate sources. God forbid we do that. But just take a minute, practice your empathy, put yourself in the shoes of somebody who's less fortunate than yourself uh, before you go out and do anything crazy. Um, but uh, as Joe said, we are still in a pandemic, so be sure that you're keeping your uh your 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 protocols up there wear your mask um uh wash your hands often practice social distancing don't go out unless you have to 
or, or maybe if, if you are going to go out, uh, make sure that you continue to practice uh, all your other safety procedures. You know, we've, we've got uh, uh, Aaron is going to be at the toy department on Saturday and Sunday this week with the Joe pop-up store. And we certainly want that to be successful. If you're, if you're close yeah. to, to Cincinnati, yep. um, get out and, and do that, but you know, wear your mask. And if Kenny gets rough with you at the door about not, not practicing safety protocols, you listen to Kenny it. and practice your safety protocols. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, we, we, um, we're not here to cap off anybody's fun, but you know, Hey, be, have fun and, and think of the safety of other folks and we'll all be done with this just that much sooner. Because it's time for us to come together as a nation and watch Nikita Koloff sickle David Crockett on YouTube. Full circle. Yes. Boom shakalaka. Yes. <laughs> That's a dandy. It's just boom. See how I just the title? Boom. Beautiful. <laughs> for Joe Colton, for the sickle, Mark Weber. I'm Mike Irizarry. Thanks for joining us here on the team stream. On what's on Joe Mind. Enjoy your the rest of your Thursday. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. For Joe Colton, for Santa Claus. <laughs>